young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Auburn failed to Ole Miss score 34-48. First half, it was a tale of two quarters. It looked like the beginning of the game, Ole Miss was just going to rout Auburn. The offense woke up. Uh, you guys talked about it on the post game. There was a key point when Robbie Ashford got benched for a series and then came back out and led a score. Uh, Auburn actually ended up putting up 17 points in the second quarter, basically making it a two-score game going into the half. Auburn actually follows that up in the second quarter, even though they were giving up points. Basically, it became a bit of a shootout of sorts, for Auburn standards at least. Uh, Auburn scored 14 more points in the third quarter, and unfortunately... Only scored three in the fourth. The the weather delay kind of stalled things out. Ole Miss only scored 10 themselves. They actually had scored a touchdown right before the weather delay, and Auburn was unable to respond coming out. Any new thoughts you guys have, uh, given it's the day after, you had some kind of raw thoughts after the game, but just kind of what is your feeling as we're going into the bye week about the team that we've seen so far? I'll start with you, B-Will. I wonder if what we did is transferable to the rest of our season. That's the only thing I wonder. We definitely seem to find something as far as Robbie Ashford's confidence and his urgency. It's almost as if he went out the game, had the the best combination of coffee or gummy or whatever it is that has you mentally operating your best, and then he was like, fine, I get it. I didn't see him hold the ball too long after that. He was more decisive. He was throwing a better ball. His situational awareness increased. Like, that was the switch that got flipped. And I just hope that that is now permanently who Robbie Ashford is for this offense for the rest of this season. I really hope so. I don't know it. Um, We talked about it before the game and even after the game. What Ole Miss likes to do on defense benefited us. Our coaches put us in a position to win by going to something that would allow us to move on that defense. But still, decision-making, the timer in your head, both of those are things that will will do well for us no matter what defense we're playing. I wonder, and I hope, I hope that that is something that carries for for the rest of the season. But that, that's the only major thought I had after the game. Thoughts, Ike? Yeah, I mean, similarly, you know, Mike G has talked about the fool's goal that happens. I hope we don't get this fool's goal mentality about our ability to run the ball yeah, now all of a sure. sudden. For sure. You know, I think that there are some things that we can take away from this game 
um, that are positives as far as their execution in the run game. But just because you were able to run against X team does not mean Y team will allow you to run in that same way. That doesn't mean you don't try to run because you definitely have to at least attempt the rush um, so that it can, it can set up your pass and vice versa. But I hope that we have... I, I'm hoping that in the future we see more adaptability from this offense to be able to adjust when the run is not working and you can't just go back to that well again and say, well, I mean, if all else fails, we can turn around and hand the ball off uh, four more times, right? So, um, and then late in the game when we had to pass, it didn't look particularly great, right? And so right. those are the things that I'm not necessarily encouraged by, but I am encouraged by the fact that we were able to, for the first time, I think, in the Harson era, say, the run game's working, keep running it. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that last year. Last year, we saw the runs game's working. All right, well, let's see if we could pass two. And it's like, well, bro, what are we doing? Like, right. just keep running the ball. It's working. This 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 game, for the first time, they were like, okay, run it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it worked. Run it again. Like, they were fine with just work, working with what worked. Um, right. So I'm good with that. I do want to see a little bit more proficiency in the past game because we have the athletes to do that. I am looking forward to seeing how they pivot off of this a little bit more in the future. What I took from this is that Ole Miss defense is bad. And um, that, and that's surprising because they played well this season so far. Yeah. And so for us to move the ball as well as we did, I'm like, mm, no, man. Ole their Miss defense, might, their defense they, is bad. They they um, might have been they might have been given some okie doke early in the season with this and, defense. And, and if and let's just say let's just say that if it happens, if 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 Har- if this is Harson's last year, and let's say a lot of fans get what they want, and Kiffin comes, leave that defensive coordinator in Oxford. Um, <laughs> that that defense, I am not impressed with that defense in the slightest because it it just look. We know what Lane can do offensively. I don't even think he shows up to the defensive meetings. I you think know what, he fully though? focuses on the offense. What you got? I, I think that might be Lane's choice of defense, though, because we said last year when Steve Willis came on, he said that they had been playing that alignment last year. But last year, the defensive coordinator was DJ Durkin. And yeah. this year, it's yeah. a new guy because Durkin's at AM. This may be Lane going, we see too many passing offenses. Here's what's going to be our base no matter what. And I, it might be his choice. So maybe no matter what maybe. DC he brings, he's going to bring that alignment. And I mean, we, but but I think we saw last year the defense did to Ike's point the defense got better as the year went on under DJ Dirk and they were a little questionable. Well, actually they were decent at times last yeah, year. Yeah, injuries derailed that defense a yeah. lot. I mean, shoot, yeah, injuries it, it derailed the offense as well. But like they had a rash of injuries last year that made that team less than what they had potentially or could have been. Um, but yeah, they they definitely they improved as the year. I mean, but you would hope every team gets better as the year goes along, right? Like that's just kind of as you gel sure. and you get more continuity and understanding of systems, people, personnel, you're supposed to get better as the year progresses. You know, everybody has that capacity except for Auburn, of course, like because that's what our fans tell us all the time. Like we're terrible, we'll never win any more games because we can't get any better. So well, let's go ahead and, and get into kind of talking about the different phases of the game. Let's kind of talk the statistics, talk about what happened in the game. Let's start off with talking about the offensive side of the ball. On yesterday, I'll remove this so that we can see everything. On offense, passing-wise, we went 8 of 17 for 140 yards. No passing touchdowns in this game, two interceptions. But the story of our offensive performance today was, we we or of yesterday, we rushed 48 times for 301 yards, easily our most productive day on the ground this year. 
Um, turnovers, still turn the ball over a bit in this game, guys. Uh, put the ball on the ground twice, lost it once. Let's talk about offense, and obviously the bright spot of this was the running game, which we did kind of talk about. <clears throat> and we understood, and, and I felt this before you even said it, Ike, I don't even know if we can look to this as as encouraging moving forward because how many more three to six defenses are we going to match up against? But how do we feel about the offensive line as it pertains to some of the new faces we saw up front? We saw Keandre, Keandre Jones. We saw Jeremiah Wright. How do we feel about those guys in the effort they gave? I'll start with you, Ike. Uh, so I liked, and this is the thing that we were told um, when we did our interview with uh, Marquise Burks prior to the season was that Jeremiah Wright gives a different kind of nastiness to that offensive line. Um, when we watch the film tomorrow, there is a play in particular that I want to go look at because I recall vividly, because this is the first game I've actually watched on TV because um, I've been at most of the games so far. This is the first one I've watched on TV. I remember vividly seeing Jeremiah Wright after a play was over with, just kind of giving that look like, yeah, I just pushed you in what? Like he just has that, I'm going to, push a little bit after the whistle just to let you know I'm still here. Like, he just has a little bit of nasty in him. Like, man, we finna go around him. We're going to push some dudes around this game. And I like that energy. As much as I hated Brandon Castle saying what he said out loud last week, I like the energy of it that says, you know what? I don't care who you are. I'm going to man up and I'm going to push you around. Now, he was completely wrong. <laughs> he was 100% wrong. But he believed it in his heart. And I like the energy of it. I just need to see it a little bit more on the field. So I do like that. I thought Keandre Jones had that in him for whatever reason. We hadn't seen that thus far. The Georgia game, he looked, uh, um, And so I do like the fact that the energy is right along that offensive line right now. Um, hopefully this will be a unit that can stay healthy and they can gel and start to work better as a team going forward. Be will your thoughts about the O line play? Yeah, you know it's it's hard to to make heads or tails of exactly what the difference will be. Like we talked about, a three man front, a smaller box. This is why every time Tank Bigsby got the ball versus any defense that we played before this point, he's looking at an eight man box, a nine man box, sometimes even a ten man box. This was why, because if you give him a six man box, a five man box, that's what he's going to do. He's going to run for almost two hundred yards, easy. It's really difficult to say the offensive line was the reason Tank was able to run for almost 200 yards. The small box was why Tank was able to run for almost 200 yards. Now, it doesn't mean that the offensive line couldn't have played a factor. And given uh, the comment that Ike made about Jeremiah Wright being nasty, I wonder what kept the most physical, the most uh, nasty attitude offensive lineman on our team from playing sooner especially when run blocking was as deficient as it had been versus Missouri and versus Georgia. I wonder how we got to the point where, well, fine, let's just throw the nastiest guys out there. I would have did that after Penn State. If you had thoughts about what the O-line was going to be, you lose some guys, Tate Johnson goes down, all right, we're going to have to mix this thing up. Give me the guys who are the strongest and the nastiest right now. Let's go. If you pass block, 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 uh, pass block poorly, we'll figure it out. It's not like TJ's going to be in there anytime soon because he just hurt his shoulder. I, I don't know why you don't go to this sooner because they ended up here anyway. Yeah. 
the minute you can't do exactly what you want to do as far as a uh, pass happy, extending the defense type, okay, we're going to have to run. Robbie's going to have to be the guy. Got it. Um, plan B, guys. Plan B. Let's put the dogs out there. And I'm, I'm glad we got here. I'm glad those faces got to play and play well. And I have to look at the grades to see, you know, how, how they did when they were engaged. Did they get to the second level? Um, were they able to to lose a defensive lineman and, and keep pushing past them? Because that's the individual play that won't necessarily show up if you just look at how many yards did you get. Yeah, that's a nice story. But again, small box, big yards, that makes sense. I'm glad those guys got out there. I want to see more of them. I'm very eager to see this team play and this offensive alignment play against Arkansas. Because Arkansas just gave up 35 points. Granted, they were on the road, and we all picked against Arkansas, picking for the weekend. However, man, BYU's uh, skill position players look like they're moving in slow motion out there, man. I was just astounded that he's a wide receiver running this slow. Jeez, and they still put up 35 points on Arkansas. We got athleticism. We've got talent on this team, so... I would be very interested to see how our offensive line plays against that Arkansas team, who is not particularly deep, but they're still going to put four on the line, probably. They'll, they'll probably put four down linemen out there. We will know if this alignment is the ultimate difference maker once we play that game. And I'm, I'm looking very much forward to that game. Uh, we could easily talk about how well Tank and Jarquez looked. In this in this game, but of course that was symptomatic of what Ole Miss was doing uh, versus the guys we had. Some of the guys we had up front who were some new faces. Let's talk about the receivers. We saw a lot of of, of faces, younger guys catching the ball. Coy Moore had a big reception, mm-hmm. um, only one, and for forty six yards. Uh, Jay Fair uh, got out there and got a, a, a big catch. Amari Kelly had a catch. How we feel about actually seeing some of the younger guys at this point in the season, and what does that speak to the pivot this coaching staff has made with some of the younger receivers? Uh, I mean, so I I like the idea that they're saying, "Listen, I don't care who who wants to go out there and contribute. All right, cool, you're up. Let's go do it." Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got some guys. Malcolm Johnson played today, but he had been hurt previously. Um, reports recently that Xavier Capers is shutting it down for the year. So is Landon King. So you've got guys who would have been in rotation that are not there yeah. anymore. And you've got a ton of talent on this team. Yeah, let's cycle through and get some guys out there, see who's going to make a play. Um, but, you know, we have to be able to get those guys the ball too, right? And that's been the, the Achilles heel of this offense. But to the question that you asked specifically, I like seeing those guys out there contributing um, and I want to see more of them because I think we have a ton of talent at the wide receiver position. I've always thought that. I've thought that for mm. two years. I thought it last year, um, you know, with the group that we had last year. I think it even more this year with this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have yet to be able to see that talent on display because we have not had the offensive line or the trigger man that was allowing those guys to be able to flourish right. in whatever the offense is. So, um Yeah, very encouraged to see them get time. Hopefully, we'll continue to see that and we'll see them contribute. Uh, We have not had a case, and God, I don't even really want to say this out loud because I feel like that's going to doom us for the remainder of the season after we come back from this uh, bye week. But we haven't had a case where where the uh, the wide receivers are the topic of conversation as far as getting open and having drops this year. That's not been the conversation. Wide receivers have been open, and they've been, for the most part, catching the ball when it comes in their direction. There have been some drops, but for the most part, the wide receivers have not been the culprit of those. It's been more running back tight end group, right? So 
wide receivers, I think, are playing fairly well. Um, we'll get into bye week grades a little bit more next week where we talk about just kind of overall assessing the first seven games. But wide receivers, I think, have played well and looking forward to seeing the the talented young guys get more time. Let's let's talk about some of the things that were really bad. Uh, Auburn came out and just looked really tight. Uh, Robbie was looked really tight in the first quarter. Uh, there was an interception, kind of a key moment in the game where uh, there was a lot of pressure on him on the running back screen. He threw it really, threw it really hard to tank. Uh, goes up in the air. The DB makes an amazing play on the ball. Um, once they tried to settle down, Robbie TJ comes in and pretty much proves why Ashford is the guy moving forward, giving our struggles on offensive line. Uh, he gets sacked on a third and long. Fumbles the ball. Those are fourteen points off of turnovers. That yeah. pretty much is the is the, is the game. Yeah, that's 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 the difference in that. Well, the the difference in that game is also that which really is twenty. Good. That's twenty one points. The pat. Well, the all I'm saying call. is that between those two things and then the onside kick, that's your game right there. Right. Well, p- the pass interference call weighs heavy later, but I'm talking about like as far as momentum swings and points. Yeah, it's, you can break it down really to those four instances in the game. But yeah, continue my bet. And so, it's it's difficult for me to say that this offense improved as much because some of the things that have been plaguing this team we're still seeing in games with the mm-hmm. turnovers. Our thoughts about the turnovers. I mean, we again, as you alluded to, Ike. That this was this was the game. Those two turnovers, um, especially where they occurred on the on the field. Uh, how does that get cleaned up going into going into the bye week? What what are what what are the coaches emphasizing? I'm pretty sure they're emphasizing the same thing they've been coaching these kids through all season. How does that change moving forward, or should we even expect that to to start improving? Uh, I mean, so I don't know how you you can you can stress something as much as you want to. I don't know how you stress anymore, hey, we need the ball in order to score so you can't keep giving it to the other team. Like, ball security, I don't know that there is a coach in America that doesn't stress ball security. Right, right. So, like, I think if, if we are to assume that this coaching staff seeing this many turnovers has not been stressing ball security, I just don't know that if they're not at this point, then like, what the heck are you doing? Because like, it's glaringly apparent. We just keep giving the ball to the other team. So I don't know that there's any more stress that can be put on protect the football. Um, I think that we have seen Robbie less. He's been more hesitant to throw the ball into tight windows and and such, because I think he's worried about the interceptions, Mm -hmm. right? He's not Mm -hmm. taking a chances with the ball, which is I'm okay with that. But the issue with the the pass that you pointed out to Tank was it's not that it was a tight window throw or anything. He just wasn't t- – there was no touch. Like, he threw that as if he had to uh, – it was a tight window seam route between a DB and a safety. Like, mm-hmm. and it was a three-yard route to a running back running out to the flat. Like, it was, there was no reason to throw that in that manner. Tank right. Tank didn't have a shot. Like – Tank, we would have been better off if that went whizzing past Tank's head because him tipping it is what allowed it to actually um, get picked. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know how you stress that even more than you do. I think that that comes down to uh, some guys just are turnover prone. Like yes. that's just the reality of what it is. Yeah. I was watching 
Oh, it was actually the Tennessee and Bama game. And the backup running back came into the game. And, like, they couldn't get it out of their mouth fast enough that this guy, Wright, was the starting running back at the beginning of the season. And the reason that Small, Jabari Small, had taken over at at running back is because Wright had had an issue fumbling. Like, literally the next play, he fumbled. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, they recovered the fumble. The play after that, they tried to strip the ball out of his hand. They ruled forward progress, but they it actually was a fumble. He two plays in a row. Yeah. So you think the day that that Josh Heupel and that offensive staff didn't say, "Hey, bro, the reason why you're not about to be playing is because you fumbling the ball too much. We got to get it together." He just for some reason has an issue fumbling, the ball. and some people just have that propensity. I don't understand why all of them want to reside in Auburn this year. But for (laughs) whatever reason, we have an issue taking care of the football, man. Right. And I don't know that that Tank had an issue with that his first couple of years. He He doesn't do it as much anymore. Right. But Tank had a big fumbling issue and he made a point to say, I'm going to work on this. And so that's there's some personal responsibility that needs to come into play when you're talking about specifically the fumbling thing, because that is more fundamentals of how you carry and handle the ball in situations where you know you're going to be around people trying to rip it, poke it out, whatever. Um, The interception thing, I think we've gotten a better handle on it. You don't see that in two interceptions from Robbie. But the first interception, again, that wasn't him making a poor decision. It was a poor throw. Right. Um, Right. The second one was. He's trying, trying to make, to make a play happen. right at the yeah. end of the game. And again, more so a poor throw. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and so there's some things fundamentally that Robbie has to clean up in his mechanics. He's got some mechanical issues um outside of the big looping windup that he has. There's some other mechanical issues he needs to clean up, specifically with him throwing on the move. When he's throwing on platform, he looks pretty good. As he starts to move and throw, which is unfortunate for him being a mobile quarterback. It, it falls apart on him and his accuracy starts to diminish right. the more he's doing that. So that's right. something that he 100% needs to work on. There was a, there was a few p- uh, passes thrown that were behind the receiver, a little bit behind. Um, so yeah, if he can clean that up, that will definitely, definitely help. Let's get to some comments real quick. Corey Weber says, uh, Ole Miss's defense will be torched later down the line against real offenses. I agree wholeheartedly yeah, with man. that. Uh, Ed Darby says Auburn offense benefited from the three, two, six. The question I have is why didn't Ole Miss put eight in the box? Love the fight though. So, I I, mean, I I thought it was because they uh, were up, they were ahead. So they don't have to stop the run if they're going to be two touchdowns up for the whole game. That was the thing, because if you can force us to run to score points instead of us throwing, now we actually score pretty quickly running the ball because tank was running it really, really well. But they still could stay up on us because we couldn't stop the run. So like with Vanderbilt, they actually did go to eight in the box, but that was because they were down by like 17 points. Ole Miss was at Vanderbilt. So like, okay, we need to stop you from doing this so we can get ahead. But they didn't have to worry about that with us. We mistaked our way into an early lead for Ole Miss, and all they had to do was then just play the run as carefully as possible. And even if it did, we could get down in three or four plays and score a touchdown. It was still quicker than if we had been bombing it on them. So I still would have switched and made us throw the ball. Even with the lead, especially when we got within two scores, right? Like, Or even within one score at one point in time, mm-hmm. um, they were stubborn and were just like, well, we'll figure it out. And that... Never mind. It's a whole different conversation about Lane Kiffin, but yeah, yes. 
Uh, Thomas Jones, your comment here is, I was at the game. Do you know why Robbie and Tank got into it on the sideline? I didn't see it, but I got texts from people watching on TV. I mean, so we talked a little bit about this in the post game. The most I can do is speculate on that, right? Like, I don't know exactly what the argument was, but from what was being reported on television about what was being said and what had occurred just previous to this, most people's assumption is that it had to do with two things. The offense had gotten frustrated with the early performance of Robbie and specifically tank was like, man, just give me the ball. Like basically that was his energy of like, man, just give me the ball. I'm gonna go. Cause he was running well. He's like, just hand me the ball. I got it. They got down there on the goal line and Robbie decided to keep on the zone read. He scored, but tank, felt like he could have scored as well if he had just given him the ball. And so they got to the sidelines. And basically the argument was, yo, like, why are you mad? We just scored. Like, yo, just get with me. Like, I know I was messing up earlier, but bro, like, let's just keep moving along, right? Um, And they got right. Again, they went on, played well the rest of the game. I think it was just two guys, super competitive, tired of losing. And that frustration kind of spoiled over, uh, spilled over, I should say. Uh, but again, that's mostly speculation because I didn't see it and I haven't talked to anybody on the team to be like, yo, what was up with you and Tank, bro? Or right. Tank, what was up with you and Rod? Like, I haven't heard that firsthand account yet. Right. right. Big Gap says, yesterday's game felt like AU versus LSU in 2012 when something started to click. Or 2013. Yeah. When something started to click for AU offense. I think Harson needs one more year. They're going to crucify you for that one, boy. My boy. Not the most, not, not, not the most one, popular boy. opinion, Big Gap, <laughs> but uh, I will say that at least something began to click in Robbie for sure. Yeah. I think there's just a few things that they have to coach up in him uh, to get cleaned up in his play, but it looks like it, it's something about when a quarterback gets benched uh, that they really begin to say, okay, I have to play. It's almost like my back's against the wall. It's either do We're or We're definitely going to talk about that when we get to coaching. <laughs> 